0: From GP, Ran to Tommy B. Broadcasting live on your frequency. Giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak issues black news the conversation's deep shout out to slick i'm nigga. going in on the beat and androids on your laptop these boys swinging for the fence saying lie then came a long way from being homies on the block from afros and braids and now they at the top you want fast this is where i get them from gp3 rtt at gmail.com send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response i gotta go now the show starts in three two one
1: Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at GP3RTT at gmail.com leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 follow us on itunes give us a five star follow us on soundcloud gp3 homies from the block and now here's ran and tommy b gp3 homies from the block
2: hey what's up y'all welcome back it is round 87 gp3 and uh man we are back in the house ran is back in the house A little remote, (laughs) but damn, he's still back in the house. What's up, Rand? How you doing, man? I'm doing all
0: right, man. I'm I'm doing all right, man.
2: Well, that's good, man. I'm I'm glad you're back in the house, man. It's just too much. This is too much shiggity going on, man, for you not to be on the show, dude. I I I can't. (laughs) You know, damn. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We Man, can't. I think
0: I've aged. I think I've aged five years because of all this shitting.
2: <laughs> Damn, and I, you know every minute, dude. I, but you know what, uh, Rand, I'm gonna go ahead and let people know why we're called GP3. Uh, we are called okay. GP. We are called GP3 uh, because uh, there were three members who founded the podcast: myself, Tommy B, uh, Rand, and Tut. Uh, we all actually uh, went to the same elementary school in West Atlanta. Uh, Grove Park Elementary School. Uh, that's why we call it GP3. We graduated in 77, man, and we still kind of kick this thing out. We, and we talk about a little bit of everything. We talk about, um, you know, of course, I guess, damn, you could say past, present and future uh, politics, music, a little bit of everything, entertainment. Uh, I, I guess, Ram, what would you call it? Like, uh, you know, current affairs, news politics and and social society. You know, man, whatever.
0: it's just a it's just a cornucopia of a whole lot of shit, man. I that's know.
2: that's it. That's the best way to put it. But uh, you got any shout outs, man?
0: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I think the first one I want to give a shout out is to Millennial Nick, man, uh, for getting his sheepskin
2: this week. <laughs> Thank you, Lordy. <laughs> I know that's right. right. Yeah, man. Uh,
0: I want to give a shout out to Michelle Obama. Uh, she recently spoke at the United States Women's Summit. And she called the women out. She said, "Guess what? We let this shit happen."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yep. And I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that finally the Obamas have of, of um as saying, "Hey, white women, y'all blew it." Yeah. Don't don't sit here and, 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 and talk you blew it. Um, also too, I want to give a I want to give a special mention to Michelle Nichols, mm-hmm. Lieutenant O'Hura. Okay. Uh, Recently, her son was in the media and he said that she is suffering from severe short term memory loss and therefore is vulnerable. And, you know, I really want to give a shout out to all the caretakers out there because what this young man is going through is what many of us are going through or have been through or Mm -hmm. will be going through. And, you know, that's very important. I agree. Um, I agree. And then, uh, last, I want to give some shout outs to uh, some birthdays. Okay. Um, On this day, In 1931, the say hey kid, Willie Mays was born, man. Wow. On this day in 1953, one of the finest actresses, Lynn Whitfield, was born.
2: Wow. Fine. Emphasis on fine.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And on this day in 1983, Gabrielle Sidibe. Yes. Yes. On, um, on uh, Empire was born, man. I give a shout out to her. She's done a, 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 a great job in, in, in transforming her career, even though she will always be known as precious to us, but She's done a great job in terms of moving forward, and she's showing that big girls and dark skinned girls can succeed.
2: And l- let me say this about her, man. If, I don't know if you follow her on social media, um, but she's doing some outstanding stuff, man. I mean, directing um, and and you know, I I love her transparency on on Instagram. If you if you don't follow her, follow her on Instagram. Um, you know, just really, you know, she's the kind of uh, young young lady you root for, man. And, and she's so talented, man. Really. When you look at all the different things she does, she's just not, you know, in front of the camera, but behind the camera and, and crafting her career. So I really wish her, you know, continued success and happy birthday. Yep. Big time. You got anything else?
0: Oh, uh, I want to give a shout out to um, Donna Glover in his recent episode of Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I reveals the unique pain of black kids with the experience at school. That was a very poignant episode if you haven't seen
2: it. Mm hmm. And he was on SNL last night too by the way um you know childish gambino and uh i don't know hey ran uh, you got to you got to check out and i'll put the link on the podcast page his new video dude this is america millennial shot me the um the the video this morning it is amazing dude i mean you will you will definitely appreciate it okay um it, cool. it is it is um you know, just when you think he couldn't do more, <laughs> you know, he, he does it again. I mean, you know, this tour, man, he's on and 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 just a lot of the things he's doing, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really I think I think the art the arts are in good hands with with a lot of the folks that are that are doing their thing these days. So I think we're in good hands. Hey, hey, real quick. You got any more shout outs, man? I'm gonna do my quick ones. And, and we got a guest on the line. I don't want to I don't want to keep him too long because, you know, it's better to be lucky than good when you get good people. And I don't, I don't want to you you know, know outwear you my know, welcome. I, I,
0: hey man, I don't want to delay. I don't want to delay talking to this guest. I know. I'm, waiting, I'm on. You know, I don't. You know, I'm waiting.
2: I hear you, but just a quick shout out, man. I I do have to shout out producer Millennial man. Uh, all the fam, the Covington fam, uh, cuz Sean, the kids, the in-laws, man. It was it was just you could probably hear it in my voice, man. I I you know. I sound I sound a little uh, almost I can't say Barry whitish, but my shrill voice is is down to a minimum now um, due to you know the party. So you know, just uh, shout out to the fam who came in and celebrated with Millennial. We had a great time, and um, and next week, uh, Rand, we're gonna be streaming the uh, podcast live, man. So uh, you know, we got to get our shiggy together, bro. <laughs> so I'll be oh, yeah. I'll be at the house uh digging in, in into your tower, into the into the uh your 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 microphones, cause uh we are gonna stream the uh cat you know on Castropolis.net. It'll be live. Okay. All right. So uh just shout out, man, to all everybody who who supports us and we, we appreciate the support. But but uh I, I gotta I gotta say, let me see if he I think have we run him away? Uh, are you there? Uh Angelo, are you there? Yeah, I'm here man. Oh, okay. Because normally our guests, when they hear us, they flee. So uh, we <laughs> 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 we appreciate you hanging around, man. And, and you know, we just appreciate you being on the show. And 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 again, in, in keeping with the, it's better to be lucky than good, man. We're really fortunate to have you um, stop by the podcast uh, and and take the time out to be on this morning. No, but, I'm fortunate to be able to share with you. No, no. I'm fortunate to be able to share with you and your listeners. That's where the fortune begins, and that's where the fortune ends and continues to grow. Wow, appreciate that, man. But but Angelo Ellerbe, Double Exposure uh, PR has has a just an, an incredible PR firm. Um, he he has done work with the likes of. I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to even say the names. You know, when you talk about Roberta Flack, ran. Michael Jackson, Deion Warwick, Patra Man, It's
0: the It's the Hall of Fame. It's,
2: it's the Hall of beautiful. Fame. <laughs> you know <laughs> Shaba Shaba ranks. You've been doing this over 40 years. You've done some stuff with Chrysalis Records because we've been on that side of the business. We know the impact of a Chrysalis and and Mary J Blige, Mary J Blige, let me say that right, and Alicia Keys. Um but but Angelo, you started your career with, like, Nina Simone working with James hey, hey, Baldwin.
0: Hey, Tommy, he's like Moses coming down with tablets, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, yeah, let, that was funny. let me ask you, uh, you know, Angelo, you worked with James Baldwin and Nina Simone. What was that like, man? I mean, you know.
4: Uh, I must tell you, my experience with James uh, Baldwin was so rewarding. I had just entered into the music industry. My mentor is James M. Tume. Uh, My degree is in fashion design. Yep. Um, my mother was the kind of woman didn't, that did, really didn't give a damn about your degree and your paper. She cared about her money. She cared about not losing her house. Yeah. She cared about her children, but she wanted to make sure she gave me survival skills. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was about living, existing. And it was. I came from six brothers and sisters mm. uh, and my mother. So we all had to be contributors. So my key thing, in, well, the key thing in my household was go to school, mm. make money, and live right. There you uh, go. Th- those were my mother's mottos. And that's what I took Keen to. Yeah. She gave me some Bible skills. She taught me the difference in right and wrong. And what I did, I made all of my money because of listening to my mother. She taught me diction, speech, and mannerisms and all the things that mothers and fathers of, the day, of my day and time and still of this day and time is not teaching their children. Yeah. I find that to be important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I followed the yellow big road in terms of what success would be at an early age. Uh, I started to defend and support myself at 14 years old, mm-hmm. uh, at 16 years old. I lived in Paris, France for two, three years. Wow. And the goal was to buy my mother a house. Uh, And so therefore, uh, I stayed over there for two and a half years two and a half years. Hmm. And back in the day and times in the 80s, they didn't take taxes out on our money. And I went over and I modeled and I did whatever I needed to do. Well, for the first seven weeks, I I fried chicken and made collard
2: greens because that was such a delicacy for people who, for the French people. Wow. Now, wait a minute, Angelo, are you from, are you from the North or South? you from the North or South, man.
4: I am from the greatest city in the world, North New Jersey. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. I just had to chat. All right. <laughs> I had to check. So,
4: so, so yeah, man. So, so, nothing nothing was ever given to me. Okay. And it was never taught to me that something should be given
3: to me. Mm-hmm,
4: it was mm-hmm. like earn it yeah. and contribute to it. Yeah. That was the motto of my family. And so, that's, that's how I began to do what I needed to do. I started doing fashion shows at an early age. And Toume's wife was a fashion designer. Wow. She would come to my shows every year. I would bring in like, uh, George Faison and we're bringing Carmen de Lavallan, and I would bring in all these big people, Beverly Johnson, Iman fashion models. And the key thing was raising awareness to HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I bring, I brought these people in yearly, packed them out like 2000, 3000 people. And then finally in two May's wife came to me and asked me if I would style the you, me and he album cover. Wow. And of course I did, hmm. uh, in two May came to me after he saw the productivity that was taking place with his wife and said, man, why don't you manage me? Wow. And I said, manage you, man? I don't know how to manage nobody. <laughs> uh, I know how to manage this store machine. I know how to, you know. Yeah. He said, no, man. And this is why I love him. I, I love him more now today than mm. ever before. Wow. Because he allowed me to grow. Mm-hmm. He gave me a chance. He allowed me to breathe mm-hmm. in an industry that was non-accepting to me on every accord. Yeah, yeah. He would send me to meetings over there in at, at Epic Records. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and I felt so dumb. But every time I came back, we had to go into a yellow room with M2May and sit and tell him every single thing that took place. Mm-hmm. And he would engineer us for our meetings.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it was you, a training ground. Well, you talk about uh, M2May. He's finally getting his due. Well, not not that Thank his you. music hasn't gotten its due through through our listening and through our following, but uh, the MTV, well, I'm sorry, the uh, TV One Unsung mm-hmm. is airing mm-hmm. on May 20th. Can you can you tell us a little bit about uh, what that yeah, is? Yeah, it,
4: it took 20 years. It took 20 years for me to get him to do this, really. Mm. He absolutely is not a press whore at all. Mm-hmm. He could care less about doing an interview. Yeah, And I've been talking to him about his legacy mm-hmm. and the importance of his children, his grandchildren, and the community that have been supportive to him, his consumer that has been supportive of him over 40 years.
2: Right, you're absolutely right. So
4: how can you be as selfish as not letting these people understand what you went through? Mm-hmm. And he's such a great orator uh, he's now he's now appreciating the fort that the fight that I fought. Mm-hmm. And even this is, he said, you know what, man? I really appreciate what you did for me. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what did I do? And I wanted him to I the strange thing is that I wanted him to acknowledge, just like I had to acknowledge what I did for him and what he did for me. Yeah. And that's why we we have remained friends for the period of time of our relationship. So he's the one that introduced me to James Baldwin. Awesome. Because M2 May, for the first time, it did the music for this, the music sound score for the Native Fund. It's, this was the first movie that Oprah Winfrey ever did. Wow. It was a Richard Wright play uh, that, that did the, the, the play and the write-up from that. And James Baldwin had served as one of the producers, and M2 May was the music producer. So I was M2 May's manager, so I had, a, I had to work with everybody. Man. Man. And it was an experience that I'm just ever so thankful for.
2: Ran, Ran, he is he, has he silenced you over there, Ran? <laughs> I know you got a question, man. Man, I, man, man
0: I, you know, um, I, I listen, I listen, man. You know, you want to listen to learn, and and listening to his experiences, man. I mean, he's given me some insights and ideas about how I can make myself better and, and implement with my family, and I really appreciate that, man. And I do I think, like I think back-
4: Ram. Ram, my man, I think it all comes from you. I've learned, I married Angelo Ellerby at age 14 years old. I sometimes want to divorce myself from Angelo, but I stay married to Angelo. Mm. Angelo has learned the importance of sacrifice. Mm. Then he learned the importance of falling in love, romantically in love with myself. Mm. Then i learned how important it was for self-preservation. Then I learned that I live in a gangster society, that America is gangster. And the only way of, the only way that I was going to ever, ever be able to be a contributor is that I was an edu- that I got educated. Mm. And then I needed to educate and I needed to share my influences and I needed to share my knowledge with this new millennium. Mm. So it starts with loving who you are and believing. And any time that you have to go to work and you look at it at work, you need to change your job. Yeah. You have to have a passion for what you do. Mm. No matter what the hell you go through, not having no money, not having your wife leaving, your children, you've got to say, this is what I want to do, and this is what I will do.
2: Wow. And Amen. That's what's important. Amen. That's what's important to me. Yeah. That, that should be also, important to all of us. Yeah. We yeah.
4: all ain't getting in the same damn casket. So whatever <laughs> yeah, right. my mother choose for me to do, yeah. now, mom, you lived your life, didn't you? Let me live mine. Let yeah. me fall down. Let me get up. Let me fall down. Let me get up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's experiencing life. Mm. I can't. You can't hold my hand. Well,
2: Angelo, let me. What let me, yeah, are you have next week, Angelo? Say what now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you,
0: part do you that next week? <laughs> no. I ain't that no church, but you sure can pass the
2: bucket and send me the money. <laughs> so let me ask you though, because you're sure. one of the things um, you know you do uh, PR. Uh, you've done it for for various artists. I mean, you know, I, I was looking at your your uh, your bio. I mean, everybody from like a Laura Branigan to uh you know w- working with artists like DMX and, and again I mentioned uh, Shabarang's uh, Patra you know through some of the label stuff but but let me, you know when you when you look at uh, a situation with Kanye for example uh with mm-hmm. what he's dealing with uh, and, and I don't want to I, I I don't want to uh, marginalize what's going on in that situation I'd prefer you know you give your input but w- what would you do mm-hmm. as a PR person? What would you say to to, to him? Uh, I, one, the first thing that I would do is keep him away, uh, keep him away from the media.
3: Mm.
4: Secondly, I would find people who are totally in love with him, mm. not for the check. You see, a lot of people are hanging around these artists for the check. And if you hang around for the check, you're not going to give constructive criticism. You're not – you're going to allow – if you hang around for the check, you're just going to allow him to do what he wants to do versus of you interjecting and saying, no, man, this is not a good thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. You have to have a team of people that really do care about you. Because if you don't, you're just getting people. I mean, we can go on down the road of, of different artists that are allowing their boys, their next door neighbors, their weed smoking friends, to come in and be a part of their business, which dist- which is very distracting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a team of people. he He just fired. He just fired his manager. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. just fired his manager. Yeah. So anyone that was giving him constructive criticism. They're no longer around. She needs help. And the problem that we have in the African-American community, particularly as it relates to mental, we are so afraid to discuss it. Mm -hmm. We need to begin to discuss it, find resolve to it, come together as a collective, and talk about our problems. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like going to AA. Nobody wants to tell anybody they're going to AA. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. You're yeah. trying to help yourself. You're trying to improve yourself. Yeah,
2: so great so, And agree. that's
4: the problem. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, there's so many artists. I mean, I've dealt with every damage control situation out here. I man from, from, from Michael Jackson's uh, dilemmas mm-hmm. to Mary J. Blige's dilemma. I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, you got to go back to the scene of the accident. And they say, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. The scene of the accident is you.
2: Yeah. Do you and think if it's re-
4: lot to yourself, you're gonna lie to everybody else.
2: Do you think it's irreparable? In terms of
4: I think that I think he needs to get away. Mm. He needs to stay out of the limelight. He needs to get away. And whatever meds, whatever the hell they're giving him, somebody needs to jump in and take control. And, and um, it shouldn't yeah. be a Kardashian.
2: <laughs> you know, here's the thing. And and I heard I was watching uh just happened to have ESPN on and um Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman got into it. And and Stephen A said that what he said about slave slavery was probably one of the most devastating things he could ever have said in the African American community. And that's why I asked you if it was irreparable, if it if if he can recover from it. No, um, I don't think so. Man, absolutely not. Hmm.
4: We can, we can forgive. We just don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that's what I'm saying. We need to deal with that problem.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: we cannot just keep excusing the fact that they have mental problems and we should accept it. you got to fix it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, you got to fix it. Yeah. So, so true. So you've got uh, and, and I'm going to move on from from that, man, because we could do the whole podcast on on Kanye this week. And, and I, I don't uh, and I, I think your point is we do need to fix it. And, and that's something that needs to be fixed first before we continue the dialogue. But, um, you know, absolutely, you've got a, um, a new Dionne Warwick project that you're going to be talking about as well. Can you share that?
4: Yeah, man. You know, this would be Miss Warwick's 80th CD.
2: Wow. 80th CD. Wow. wow. Uh,
4: 80th CD. Yeah. Warwick. Wow. This lady is one. She one. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. She is one of my best friends in the whole world. Yeah. I don't look at Miss Warwick as a client. Mm-hmm. I've been representing Miss Warwick for 30 years. Wow. Wow, and she's con- she is a phenomenal, loving woman. What I'm doing now is I'm preparing for the 80th CD release party, mm. and I'm having seven of them, mm. and from all the corners of the world. Wow, I am going to deal with Miss Warwick's new 80th album the way that white folks have dealt with Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. and and what I mean by that for me, Miss Dion Warwick is. African Americans, Barbara Streisand. She is they don't wanna give us what we rightfully deserve to have.
2: Yeah. Well she, she is. I mean I I mean if anything we talk she... about
4: Tony Bennett. Look yeah. at Tony
2: Bennett. Yeah. He
4: still works and demands the same dollars and cents mm-hmm. that he was getting when he was selling records. What he has done and his collaboration with Lady Gaga or the bit there, you gotta look we gotta start to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And so, what I plan to do with Miss Warwick is do these seven release parties, and give this album what it rightly deserves to get: is the attention, the notoriety, and sell records mm-hmm. at on the 80th CD. So I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about anything that I do with Miss Warwick.
2: Well, you know, I, I tell you, um, I was I was on YouTube. And um, I looked, uh, I looked up the uh, NAACP uh, awards tribute that Luther, where Luther sang to her, and I I don't know if you, Mm -hmm. if you remember that. I did. I do. I remember it. Her body of work. And she got to make her acceptance speech, and she always talked about, oh boy, you could really sing, you could really sing. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I watch it. She is amazing. Her body of work. So um, I I really, uh, I applaud you. Uh, for really carrying that mantle, because uh, you know I, I had the you know, and thanks to you the the opportunity to to interview uh, Mr. Moutoumey, and and that's one of the things we were talking about how how quickly we cast away our legends compared to yeah. um, you know a, a Tony Bennett or a uh, you know a, a lot of the mainstream artists who get the attention or Clive Davis. Uh, who yes. you know kind of get carried on uh, with fanfare, whereas our our, our legends man just kind of hang out in the shadows, and that's not fair. So I appreciate you doing it's that. It's not cool. Kudos to you. Thank you. It, it is not cool. It is not cool. What else you got going on? I mean, you've got uh, Tawatha. Are you working with it? A- the project uh, I work with I work with you who is the lead
4: singer of the group M2 But you know, Tawatha has her own fame and her own notoriety.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: She is unsung when it comes down being the the background vocalist for everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Tawatha is a phenomenal, phenomenal voice. And the great thing of what's happening with Tawatha now, M2 is doing an undercover kind of thing in terms of producing mm-hmm. new music for Tuwase. That's yeah. why she continues to tour off of the M2 main music and other music. We're now working on a project with Tawaza that is going to give her what she rightfully deserves to have. Good. Which is a artist that sells records.
2: Excellent. Very good. Well, hey, um, Angelo and and Double Exposure. Um, you know, first of all, I mean, I, I just want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, to get on the little oh, podcast place, that man. could. <laughs> you know, Brad and I. Man, repris- this ain't no little bar- let me let me tell you
4: something. <laughs> I'll never want to hear you say that shit again. <laughs> it's not podcast. <laughs>
2: I know, man. I hear you. I bro. always tell people to claim your damn victory. Claim it. it was won. Claim if you it, You claim man. greatness, then you're
4: great. <laughs> then when you get great, you want to be greater.
2: And then when you get greater, you want to be the greatest. That's what I'm talking about.
4: So there ain't nothing little about this this podcast.
2: I hear you, sir. Well, hey, thank you so much. And 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 by the way, um, you and I are going to do the the long form story because uh, I definitely want to spend some time with you on you need to know. Um, and uh, thank you for agreeing to do that as well. And we'll be promoting that. My pleasure, man. Thank you so my much. Pleasure. All right, have a good day now. Oh. Hey, hang yeah, on, hey, All right, take care. All right, all right,
0: my pleasure. All
2: bye-bye. right, bye bye. Yeah, man, you see what I'm saying, Ran? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, all right, yeah,
3: the brother,
2: you off the floor. you off the floor yet?
0: <laughs> yeah, brother knows what he's doing.
2: He He's amazing, man. And 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 it, it, it is uh. You know, every time I I have an opportunity to talk to him about his upcoming projects and 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 um, and and the artist he's working with, you just get a, a newfound appreciation for for what he does, who he is, man. He's he's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. So again, Angelo Ellerby, double exposure. Thank you so much for have, for coming by, for stopping by. Hey man, um, let, let's get into our stuff, man. We gonna we gonna uh, you know get into what we normally get into on the show, um, Ran, um. Giuliani, dude, can you help me shed some light, man? Well, all these
0: cats, man, somehow Trump has done a phenomenal job of selling them on them selling him and, and they don't realize it. As, as you get closer to the sun, you will be torched.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, um, and it's really showing that Giuliani may not be the smart, uh, attorney that we thought that he's been portrayed
2: as. Well, you know what, Rand? Here's what I heard. I mean, you know, Giuliani hasn't been in a courtroom in about 30 years. He really has not been practicing. He's not been a practicing attorney. You know, so, um, you know, in terms of somebody mentioned, in terms of smart, he's Cohen smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you know, you know where that puts him. And I'll leave it at that. Right. But with every interview, he reveals himself. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, and 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 um, and the, and the sad thing is that you know, um, this guy Michael Ava, was Avanali, mm-hmm. yep,
2: Stormy Daniels, he, he yeah,
0: Stormy Daniels is turning, he is, he is baiting these guys and mm-hmm. drawing them out, and and not only is he drawing them out for the Stormy Daniels case, but also he's doing the work for Mo at the same time,
3: yeah,
0: you know, and so this is uh. You know, Giuliani. Giuliani wants to be a cabinet official. He wants to, you know, he wants to be there. Yeah. And right. I think this is his way of trying to get there. And, um, and like I say, every time you get close to this guy, he tortures you. Yeah. I mean, it's just think about all the guys that have left. Rachel Maddow shows every week all the departures, and think about all the brand reputations that have been just soiled or stained. Mm-hmm. By being associated with this guy because everyone thinks that, you know, they're the one that can that can withstand this stuff.
2: I heard you somebody know? say that Giuliani, and they were joking, um, they it's almost as if Giuliani is a Mueller plant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was, you know, it's almost as if Mueller placed him in the Trump camp you know, with all the stuff he's wow. been saying. And, 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 you know, they were joking, but if you think about the, the chaos and the damage that they, you know, that even 45 has had to come back and retract and clean up, it almost seems that way, you know?
0: Right. 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 I mean, like I heard the guy say the other day, uh, Stormy Daniels, uh, case and Mueller; these guys are playing freedom in three dimensional chess where, Trump, they're
2: playing um tic tac toe. Tic tac toe, you're right. Um, the White House race discussion, man. Um, uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. What?
0: What, they, what? There's no race at the White House. They fired <laughs> all the black. People.
2: Well, you you still got you still got Pastor Scott out of Cleveland. Uh, he... and, uh
0: what's the other one? Uh, Zirconium and um uh, and um and uh the the, the two women.
2: Oh, um, mm, uh, 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 polyester and zirconium, uh, diamond and pearl. uh, I I don't know. I I, I can't, yeah, but yeah, you you still got. But Daryl Scott basically told People magazine um, that uh, Trump is 45, I'm sorry, 100, 100% behind a race discussion that could possibly include Kanye West and um, they're requesting Colin Kaepernick. And, and you know, they're not really talking to anybody. Of substance, it's all athletes and, and, and musicians, which doesn't make sense. If you're going to have a conversation uh, about race, why not bring in you know people who study race and and you know the, and not just the intellectuals, but that all has to be a part of it, you know. And and to just have but athletes it, and musicians, what does that say about the substance of the? You know,
0: this is a PR stunt. Remember when he first you know won he was having African-American entertainers, Don King, Steve Harvey, et cetera, mm-hmm. rating them in front of the media out of Trump tower.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, just even think about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we lost a uh, former first lady, Barbara Bush. Mm-hmm. Trump didn't have the balls to go to that, that service because he knew yeah. he would have to, he would have to be reckoned with.
3: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and so you know, this is a part of his cowardice, man.
2: He doesn't this even want all, the photo ops of standing next to the uh, the Bushes or even having to stand next to right. Obama. He doesn't want the photo op.
0: I mean, I was just watching Victor Blackwell. Saying that McCain has already made it known that he wants Obama and Bush to read his eulogies, and he doesn't want Trump to be invited. Wow! To his funeral. Wow. Mm. I mean, I mean, because again, he has said so many things that are personable to these individuals that they don't want to be in the room with him. And at the same time, he's too much of a coward because he doesn't have any substance mm-hmm. to sit in a room and have a man to man conversation. Yeah. And so when it comes to race issues and stuff, he doesn't want to sit in the room because what's going to happen is things are going to be said that, that he's going to feel there's an indictment on him and he doesn't want to be near that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you and you and I talked about this on the podcast. Many months ago, how when Obama was going through um, Obamacare, how he was man enough to hold a a, a seminar, a, a a a what you call it, a um a, a British Parliament type of debate, just mm-hmm. him versus all the Republicans.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, I mean that's being a man right there. But this cat man, he you know he won't even, he, he can't even do that. Yeah.
2: Well, according to Scott, he says I want people from the left to attend. I want it to get heated. But I want it to be respectful. Uh, I want them to see and know that Donald Trump I know. And they will say, this guy isn't who I've been led to believe he is. Okay. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see how this thing, Paul. We'll see how this thing happens. Because, you know, hey, all the other times he says, you know, we've got a big meeting coming up, a big announcement coming up. It never occurs. So, whatever.
2: Yeah, I agree. Real quick, we talked about this with Angelo. <coughs> Excuse me, man. I'm going through. What millennial went through last week um with the uh with the sinuses. But Kanye Conundrum, man, part two. Um, you know, TMZ, I know you saw the interview everybody has uh with the slavery comment. Um, I do want to say uh Van Lathan, uh, man, kudos to you because Harvey and the other dude, they weren't about to say anything. Um, and I I I gotta take my hat off, and I know Stephen A gets flack. Um, you know, kudos and he gets a combination of everything, but I will say to him, um, you know, I don't know if you had a chance, Randall, he, to see first take the, the, uh, the video and some of the clips from it, uh, where he had the debate with Max Kellerman and I like Max and Max wasn't, you know, in intending to do harm in the discussion about Kanye, but he said a couple of things that just set Stephen A off. And if you have a chance, uh, and I'll I'll uh, I'll find the link if I can get it on the podcast page, I'll put it on there. But it's definitely worth watching. And I, I've got to really, um, you know, take my hat off to Stephen A. Man because we need those kind of voices to um, to stand up and communicate like Van Lathan did. You know, make sure that we you know communicate fat. And um, and I don't know if you saw Rand. You probably heard about the uh, the NRA. Uh, convention in Dallas and how, um, you know, Trump is touting the fact that since Kanye's gotten involved, uh, black support has doubled. And what he means by that is black men numbers, uh, according to uh, routers, uh, Reuters, uh, Reese, I forgot, you know, but in April, their their poll uh, showed numbers up from 11 to 22 percent among black men. So, uh, you know, again, it's about optics and, and, you know, we have to clarify that, you know, the black male numbers have always kind of fluctuated with Trump. What really holds true are black women. Black women still are like well above, you know, um, still remain, I think above 90% negative. Um, so, you know, what do you think um, about that, man? What have you heard? Well,
0: I mean, I mean, to be quite honest, man, um, you know, you really want to look at which black men have voted for him. Are these these the veterans? You know, again, I don't know the demographics, I haven't seen the survey or anything like that. Um, You know, Stephen A. Smith, I give him credit. Um, You know, um, Max Kellerman. And for the most part, I particularly like Max. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, but sometimes I have to ask myself, how much is is their debate is really um, entertainment, stage, you know, just like when you listen to uh, radio, mm-hmm. uh, talk radio, you know, sometimes guys just make uh, erroneous comments just to get something going. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: So I don't know about that, but I do give Stephen a kudos for what he did. But really that that, that producer who sat in the room and uh, and challenged Kanye, I give him credit. I understand what the other guy was doing with Harvard. The other guy was basically letting Kanye ex- talk. Yeah. He was yeah. doing what a journalist is, is taught to do. Yeah. Uh, let him talk what the other guy basically said. You know what? I'm going to not be a journalist now. I'm, I'm going to be more of an opinion guy. So I'm going to give you my perspective on what you said, Kanye. Yeah. And um, And so I give him credit on that. But, you know, this this whole Kanye thing, man, it's just, as, as you and I have discussed, I think it's such a shame that these artists now have to resort to theatrics just to sell their music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh I do believe that Kanye does have a problem. I think it's been documented that I think he's bipolar or something like that. I'm not sure uh what the correct um you know diagnosis is. Uh but Angelo was absolutely right. He needs someone to sit him in a room and really say, guess what? We, we we need we need to talk. We we got to figure this out. And again, being caught up in the Kardashian war test is not the best place for anybody.
2: Yeah. Good point.
0: Because, you know, all this all this is nothing but footage for them to air on the show. That, I
2: mean, yeah, that's, that's it, man. About. I mean, it's ratings for keeping up, keeping up with the Kardashians, man. It's more ratings. Right. If anything, you know. Right. All right, dude, we're going to do the quick, uh, just go through the White House stuff um, as, as the White House turns. Um, and, and I don't know if you heard about Rubio blowing up the tax bill. Have, have you, did you get a chance to check that out this week?
0: It's amazing, man, how these guys, how these guys now get conscious. <laughs> right.
2: All of a sudden, out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, now you hear Bob Corker; he's retiring, saying, "You know what? Maybe that was not the best thing I voted. For.
2: I yeah. voted on." Yeah, I mean Rubio's like he's he's gonna they're gonna put him back in the corner, uh, back to little Mar. I mean, little Rubio, little Marco, uh, because. Um, this was not in step with um, with the party. It was not in step with the White House. I mean, he basically said that the um, the the results and, and what it's doing for the common man, the, you know, you, the, as you call it, you know, people at the dinner table. It's not doing it's not contributing. Plus, Ryan, plus, Ryan, I don't know if you've noticed, man, but gas prices are going up. Dude, there, there,
0: gas prices are going up. I can tell you, I did my taxes. I did not see. It. I did not see a tax relief at all. No. Yeah. You know, I'll just be honest. I didn't see. But also, too, what's interesting is Rubio blowing this stuff up around the same time of the NRA convention. Remember that with how Parkland, how he was being grilled about his his connectivity to the NRA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so so he's trying to change a narrative uh, about himself because those kids called him out. About the NRA, and mm-hmm. made him look like a punk, and so now uh, he, he's trying to do what Marco Rubio always does. I mean, everyone will say in D.C. that Rubio has no conscience. Yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't stand for anything other than what is politically expedient for him. Yeah, and also too, you remember he's down there in South Florida. There are a lot of Latinos in there. A lot of people
2: down there on fixed incomes. Hell, he's Latino. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, no, no, no! He's, he's Cuban. He's, it, he's isn't... a different type. He's a different type. Yeah, of so big. He's yeah. one of those. Cubans,
0: he's one of these Cubans that you know that that that, that, that thinks he's white. Yeah. He only loses Latino when it's ready, when it's good for him. Wow. And any other time, he will not use Latino. Wow! I've seen it happen all the time. Latino men do it all the time. Mm. They do their code. That's their way of code switching. They're white one day of the week. The next thing you know, if they need a job, the next thing you know, they make sure on the application everybody knows they're Latino because they want to they want to take advantage of the uh, affirmative action.
2: Gotcha. Tom Price, man. This was like, again, man, Black Mirror episode, Twilight Zone. Uh, Tom Price under, uh, did an undermining of the uh, stand on Obamacare. Uh, basically, he said doing away with the uh, individual mandate will lead to higher premiums, which is something he uh, staunchly, uh, you know, uh, denied. Now, all of a sudden, he's agreeing, um, you know, uh, what do you say? I mean, because he's not a player now, I'm going to tell the truth. He's going to tell the truth. And, and well,
0: Tom Price probably needs some money, man. What's yeah. probably happening is these uh, uh, these lobbyists and I, they realized that he, he was no value. He's not making any money, so he's trying to reposition himself now. You wow.
3: know,
0: I think what's happening. All these guys are seeing that. Wow, these posts that we made, these short-term decisions you make now have long-term ramifications. Now, if I want to get back into the game, mm-hmm. I got I got to change my position.
2: Yeah, you know. Um, plus, you got the Scott Price drama continuing. Um, every every day, there's something else. Um, oh, Scott Pruitt. I'm sorry. Yeah, Scott Pruitt. Scott Pruitt. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah,
0: everybody quit, man. He's everybody. Everybody he threw under the bus. Said, "Okay, you threw me under the bus, Now I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna let your ass deal with
2: this." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, speaking of under the bus, uh, Trump's personal physician. Um, we find out that he didn't write the clearance letter; that it was dictated by 45. So he he's crying oh, yeah. foul. Um, you know, said he felt violated. Um, you know,
0: oh, they raided his place.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that guy was a, well, that guy violated so many, um, confidentiality things, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, the fact is he made the mention that Trump has taken some hair growth, uh, medication. Yeah. I mean, uh, you violate HIPAA,
2: HIPAA laws, man. Big yeah, It's
0: violation of HIPAA laws, Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I heard about that, how Trump guys came in like the mob,
2: <laughs> no. God,
0: and he said, "Raided his place like, um, uh, like Giuliani would characterize the federal agents, uh, called them stormtroopers, and mm. um, oh. they raided Cohen's place."
2: Well, basically, they went in. They, it, according to um, to to Huckleberry, um, you know, they they asked him for copies, and he claimed his um, his copier machine didn't work, so they just took the whole file. <laughs> they just took. They just took it and and left. Right. So, you know, right. I guess I guess fix your copy. You know you. Won't
0: <laughs> well, and also too is uh, is, you know. they got little Ronnie Jackson now. Yeah, <laughs> he's no longer. And,
2: and you know what? So and Pence's doctor's gone. So you know, it, it's kind of <laughs> it. It ain't a good time to be a doctor at the White House. That that that's what that says. Ain't a good time to be a doctor. Um. You yeah. know, Stormy Daniels man on um SNL last night. Um are you surprised that she was on with in the skit? No, I, I
0: didn't I, I didn't know she was on. Tell me about dude, it. Dude,
2: she was in the skit with Alex Baldwin. Um Alex Baldwin basically as um as Cohen and and you know, no I'm sorry. Uh what's his name? Uh as Cohen um god, what's his name for Meet the Fockers? Um what charge
0: uh, De Niro?
2: No, 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 no. The uh
0: Ben the, Ben um Yeah, ben, ben. What's his name?
2: Yeah, I'll think of his last name in a minute. But uh Ben was um uh, uh, Cohen and of course Baldwin was Trump. Ben
0: Stiller, Ben Stiller.
2: Yeah, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller. Um so um uh, it was interesting, man. And 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 she she made some good jokes and and that's on that's online if y'all want to go check it out and actually she did a good job but kind of she's kind of an actress so <laughs> i guess you know yeah, yeah she is an actress so she's an actress I, I guess you know so uh you know she 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 did her thing um the washington post man this just came out within the last day um there's a and and i'll make sure this is on the podcast page but they did an article on the fact that within the last nine years, 45 has gone on a cash binge of spending almost half a billion in cash, like over the last nine years. And and it's a very interesting article. I don't know the timing of it, what it means, but I'll make sure it's posted on the podcast page because um, you know what it means. You know you- the question? Yeah, go ahead. Where did he get the
0: money from? For guy right. Club, where did he get the money from?
2: Because that's the question. What's coming up is a lot of people are saying, well, you know, if if you're, you know, in business, you, you get loans for a lot of this and it's documented well. But this is all cash. Oh, you know, almost half a billion, about 400 million in cash over the last nine years. So it's an interesting article. It's by the, you know, of course, his favorite newspaper, The Washington Post. Uh, and, um, you know, again, let Mueller do his job, but this is, uh, something we'll have on the podcast page as well. All right. Rand, Rand, does it bother you? Um, and I'll, we'll make this kind of the last story before we wrap. Uh, and, and I definitely want to get your, 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 your clothes, but does it bother you that, um, since this administration started, we've had over 3000 lies or I guess inaccuracies, does that bother you when you compare it, I guess, and to the economic news, the jobs reports? Should we ignore the fact that I don't no,
0: we shouldn't ignore it. I mean, the I mean, people need to understand the economic report is last that's in the past. We're mm-hmm. always s we're always a quarter in the past. Mm-hmm. That's in the that's in the rearview mirror. Yeah. These lies are not only the past, the present, but also the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these lies are gonna impact. The next forecast, the next a uh, big, big news thing, mm-hmm. and and I think at the end of the day, when we really have an issue, this man has cried wolf so many times. Yeah, How, are, are we uh, are we gonna believe it, and are we prepared? I mean, think about it. The level of talent, that is walking into the, our government now mm-hmm. is probably at an all time low. In addition to the vacant vacancies. Mm-hmm. I am very concerned about the functioning of this government.
2: Yeah, I am too. I am too, man. I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, and, and there was a lot of, um, we didn't really get into it early on, but there was a lot of flack uh, given to Michelle Wolf over her comments uh, at the, the correspondence dinner. But everything she was saying was true. And and that's you know when right. when I first heard because I didn't I didn't catch it the same day um, I I listened to it in 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 in, in its entirety uh, Monday like early Monday morning uh, after the weekend was over last week and and you know what it reminded me of man uh, when it comes down to comedian comedians it was the kind of stuff that prior or Carlin would come out <laughs> you know what i'm saying the, the right, if, you know right, it was right. that observational comedy that you know is is true is rooted in truth so you know when when you've got uh the thing about uh huckle well, I call her huckleberry um when you talk about the whole ash thing which really wasn't uh a a It wasn't uh, degrading her in terms of as as far as being a woman or her looks. She was just saying, you know, using the ashes of the lies as as mascara. You know, she was being funny, but but they do. I mean, they burn through so so much truth. It's incredible. Well, I mean, look at look what
0: Huckleberry has been. She's fighting for her own credibility
2: now. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it it is amazing to to watch. It's amazing to watch, man. You know.
0: I mean, why would you want a job where you have to sit there and not only defend this guy, but also you have to defend yourself? Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to answer to somebody. Yeah. It might be your family, your kids. Imagine imagine your kids asking you, Mom, why did you have to laugh at this guy all the time?
2: All the time. Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, before, you know, and, and, I, and I also, I'll say this too about that correspondence uh, thing. If Trump is such a tough guy, why, why, why has he been absent for the past two years?
2: Yeah. Why does he avoid if it? If
0: he's such a, if he's such a media guy, like, I mean, you know, he's a very savvy media guy, you know, most guys will say, I could, I can flip this thing around and make it work for me.
2: Yeah. Sit there and take it and, and turn it around. Yeah
0: right right and the people that have been more upset over it's just it's the supporters who realize you know what like you said about Carlin and and Pryor Mm there's some truth to this shit yeah and we got to do something because
2: because, that was some uh, dude
0: dude,
2: that was some Richard Pryor Paul Mooney (laughs) I mean, Paul Mooney was somewhere like applauding, you know, it was, it was just amazing. I mean, I, I, I really, what
0: these people are saying is they catching, they catching on to
2: us. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I have, I have a, I I really didn't know her until that, but I have a new newfound respect. I mean, in terms of, you know, her her writing as a comedian, you know, And, and I went back and looked at some of the stuff, some of the footage from, um, from the Daily Show, um, yeah. you know, because she she was writing for Trevor on the Daily Show, and and it's, it's right. just you know newfound respect, man. And she, I know she's got an HBO special coming out, and uh, she's got I'm sorry, Netflix. Uh, she's going to be doing a weekly thing with Netflix. She's already got the HBO special. If you want to go, if y'all want to go check it out, but uh, newfound respect, much, respect, man.
0: I know how much she getting paid.
2: Well, you know what? It's worth it, and and I I, I think you know again, man. Um, when when I look at SNL. And, you know, and and people like Michelle Wolf, I mean, it's it's really we have to let it takes comedians to show the absurdity in it because there's so many people who I mean, you know, the biggest thing ran ran for me is when I watch uh, Sarah Huckleby at the uh, when she's behind that podium. The biggest thing for me um, that frustrates me the most is there are people who are ignoring the fact that she's lying. And continue to kind of follow follow the bouncing ball. That's the most. That's the scariest thing. <laughs> you know, this is not the fact what? that she's lying. It's the fact that there are people who are just ignoring the lies and 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 giving her a pass on the lies. You know, that's the that's the I scariest thing. I think one
0: of the thing. challenges yeah. those reporters have is the fact is that if they start questioning her, yeah, they get they get frozen out.
2: Well, you know, it, that's the scariest. She won't
0: thing. she won't feel she won't feel their questions. And wow. what happens is you're a reporter. Your editor is going to say, she's not, she's not answering your questions. What value do you bring to the table?
2: They got to call, call her out, IL. dude. They got to call her out, man. They got to call her out. Right. All right, man, what you got? You got to close?
0: Man, you know, uh, we got a couple things happening. I think uh, our listeners, are, are, you know, we got elections that are coming up. Right now we're in the early voting period. Mm. Um, I think um, everyone, uh, you know, they, they need to... Um, of call up their, um, their local board of elections and find out, uh, particularly here in Georgia where you need to vote and, 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 and get, um, and get knowledgeable about the candidates and the issues they support, yeah. and how they align with who, what you support as an individual. Uh, I've, I saw a ballot as it's very heartwarming to see the number of African American women who are running for office, yeah. uh, here in the state of Georgia. Uh, whether it's the governorship uh, uh, state senators, commissioners uh, etc. Um, but at the same time we still need to do our research. We just can't it's not like the old days in the 70s where they had used to always pass out those slides vote, vote the black slate. yeah we can't do that no but we need to understand the issues and how these how these candidates align with our personal beliefs or
2: these issues. Ballotpedia.com. Ballotpedia. Right. It is amazing. It is an incredible resource. It gives you links to all the candidates. Plus, you know, Rand, you could pull up a sample ballot for your area. And you can see every right. candidate that's on the ballot before you go vote. That's, right. you know, it, it, it's not, you know, it, it, it's no longer you got to spend a day in the library. Not anymore. You can just pull it up on Ballotpedia. I'll make sure I have the link on, on our website. I mean, on our page as well. So, you know, make sure you guys go uh. there. Yeah, Go ahead.
0: Um, another thing, man, um, uh, I don't particularly, I, I try to stay very neutral about this, um, uh, social media, mm-hmm. but I saw one thing that really kind of disturbed me in, 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 in these, it really disturbed me and, and that's because of an interview. DJ Khaled gave an interview on the breakfast club about why he doesn't perform oral sex on his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that was, in my opinion, what you and your wife do, that's your business. Yeah. What he, to me, in my opinion, that was one of the most disrespectful things you could do to your spouse. Yeah. You know, or your partner. And the fact is that he aired it out like basically saying, I am a king. And as a king, as a man, as the king, I know he's a devout Muslim and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things I will do and won't do, mm-hmm. but this is the same brother that utilizes his kid as a damn prop for every damn, um, <laughs> uh, award show, you know, yeah. I mean, come on. brother. I mean, have more respect for your family, man. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, whatever you want to do, whatever you guys do between the closed doors is your business, mm-hmm. but, to me, that was that is so disrespectful. And then these guys, at the same time, got this mentality they want a chick that's gonna ride or die with you. Yeah. And that ride or die mentality is killing our black women out here because yeah. these guys are making these these dumbass decisions that are really impacting the lives of these women and their kids. Yeah. And this ride or die is such a one-sided equation, mm. you know. And I always like to say, even like I'm looking at guy like a guy like Milk. What meek mm-hmm. meal? There's yeah. two them. Yeah. One is I, there's a, a political prisoner issue. And another issue is you got to make better decisions. For you. you will never have to be a political prisoner. Yeah. You know, and I think what's happening is our young ladies have been duped into this thing of supporting these guys when they make these dumbass decisions, which have negative ramifications on them. Yeah.
2: And you that's know? the thing. It's I just, mean, you've you've been given uh, I guess quote unquote a second chance. How are you going to use it? Right. Man. Right.
0: Right. I mean, I've I, I, told my daughters all the time. You don't ride or die with the guy. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. Particularly, particularly if he has a history of making badass decisions, questionable decisions. Yeah. yeah. Partnership. And most of these ride or die guys don't, don't exhibit the same behavior to their girlfriends. Yeah. Good point. You know
2: what I mean? Good point. Well, you know, I mean, we got and, uh, we got bigger fish, man. Um, you know, when it comes down to, I, I I think ultimately, and I mean, the entertainment community, and I'll, I'll mention it in my closing about, you know, just as in general, you know, there are things that there are more things that there, there are things that are more important that need to be called out. So I agree with you. I agree right, with you.
0: Right. And then last but not least, the the sorority issue at Fort Valley State. Oh, Lord.
2: Go and ahead. The thing
0: is, for people to <laughs> Go for it. I, full disclosure: I am a member of a, of, a, of a historically black attorney.
2: That's why I left it to that? you. That's why I left it to you. Go ahead.
0: Okay, <laughs> I am a member of a, the issue of Florida, at Florida at Fort Valley is very hearkening. It's very depressing when you consider the fact is that these young ladies were being pimped.
2: Allegedly, Rand. Let's say it allegedly. All right. allegedly until allegedly
0: they, pimped. Yeah. Okay. In order to cover their costs, let's take a step back. Fort Valley State. Majority of the students who go there, African American students there, don't have the means. They they take an exorbitant amount of loans to pay for their education. These fraternities and sororities, particularly at the HBCUs, need to understand one thing: these students do not have the cash for these exorbitant fees. They're struggling every day. Many of them, their churches, their communities have had rent parties, have had fundraisers to send those kids to school. These people are cashing in. Their grandmothers are cashing in life insurance checks so that ba- so that baby can get an education. And for you to have these exorbitant fees, it's not it's not right. Mm. It's not right. Yeah. And the fact is that if this behavior did exist, allegedly one of the young ladies was. Was um, assaulted by a Fort Valley cop, mm-hmm. on campus police. Basically, what it infers is that she gave him some services and she wanted payment, and he did not want to give payment. So mm-hmm. therefore, uh, an ensuing altercation happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we got to do better than this. You know, all of us got all of us got fired up over a um, uh, 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 Black Panther about yeah. Wakanda. You know what? Our HBCUs are probably the closest thing we have to an Wakanda experience for our kids, and we're doing this.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: You know, so I mean, it's it's it's, and again, fraternities and sororities, you need to get to act together. One of the challenges is these fraternities and sororities are like franchises, very loosely regulated franchises, mm-hmm. and you have young people owning the franchise, i.e., running the franchise and i hate to say it, young people make young mistakes because they don't have the experience nor do they have the proper guidance yeah
2: yeah we got to you know it's it's one of those things ran where you question the culture you know um and and um, i'm glad you brought that up i'm i, I really uh, am glad um because considering what we're up against right now it's foolishness 100% foolishness man we got it, it is, you know, it, it considering the the need for kind of solidarity across the board to fight the stuff we're fighting, you know, this is foolishness, man, and um, you know we'll see how it plays out. Definitely keep us, Rand, keep us abreast on that because I know you deal with HPCUs. Um, I mean, you're, you're Greek, so you can you know kind of uh, kind of tell us what's bubbling under with that. So keep us, you know, keep us posting on that. Okay, you got anything All right, else? Man. You got anything That's else, man? It for me. That's it for you? Okay. Good. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to wrap it real quick. Um, I, I do want to say, man, uh, again, we all have to be like Van Latham, man. Uh, right now, we have to point out the facts. And and I don't know if you guys are aware, there's a website called Snopes, dot uh, com. You familiar with that, Ran? No. Tell me more about it. It is, it is basically, whenever you hear conspiracy theories, uh, it's almost like fact check. But it, it's a, it's a great source, especially now that we're having this nar- this narrative about the history of slavery. Uh, it's a great place to go if you have questions and, and you hear things or lines. It's almost like you can go to Snopes and type in, did Elvis really say black folks can only do blah blah blah? you know the old line And, and they'll they'll really spell it out and they'll give you resources and, and it's been around for a while. But if you ever have questions about these conspiracy theories, things like that, s n o p e s dot com, dot com, go there. And and you know what, we need to visit, man, with this thing about slavery. And I I, I really plan on you know taking my fam, my kids down to the lynching, uh, the new uh, ex- exhibit that opened up in Montgomery. Um, you've heard about it, the um, the uh, the new lynching exhibit. Uh, that talks about yeah. the, the history of, of, uh, lynching, um, of, of, of African-Americans through history. Uh, if you also have an opportunity again, I, I, I love NPR, uh, Terry Gross's fresh air. She just did a thing with, um, the, um, author of the book, um, the, the hands, uh, at the hands of persons unknown and, Rand, this is amazing to me. Uh, I was listening to the interview and they talked to this guy named James Allen. And basically, he's talking about the history of these postcards. Now, guess what's on the postcard? Oh, I
0: I saw it it on CBS Sunday Morning.
2: So, you know, exactly. Uh, Postcards of lynchings that people used as souvenirs. Amazing. So, when, when people talk about history, you know, slavery and it was a choice just go to that kind of stuff, man. And you, you know, when you see the images, cause I think the further removed we get from it to where we, we don't see it every day. Um, then, you know, we tend to, you know, those who are further removed from it tend to fall and you know, start believing that argument and we can never believe the argument that it was a choice ever. Um, and, and in addition to that, uh, you know, and when we're dealing with the house of lies, you know, up there in Washington, man, uh, you know, it's our responsibility, even as podcasters. And I, and I I also ask my black fellow black podcasters, man, you know, bring that kind of stuff up. You know, we have to call it out. You know, you, I'm not saying you know you spend the whole show on it. Not everybody does. You know what we do, but I, I do think it's important that we 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 dispel a, a lot of the crap, a lot of the BS, man. So on that note, uh, I'm gonna close it out. And and you know, for information again on how you can subscribe to the show go to uh castropolis.net that's c-a-s-t-r-o-p-o-l-i-s.net and uh we're gonna have streaming information up real soon all the other podcasts and you know just just thank you for the support man and i gotta you know again shout out uh angelo ellerby man i mean he's a teacher bro <laughs> Ang- angelo don't play and I'm, I'm i'm uh again very fortunate and thankful uh, for his participation in the show today. And, and uh, I support him in everything he does. And I know he's got some great people working along with him as well. Rand, thank right. you so much, man. Uh, a lot of big things happening for you and your fam and, 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 the, and the, the kids. And, and um, I, I hope they continue to do uh, all the things that they do and, and realize their dreams. And for all the graduates, man, for all the graduates, anybody right. out there. Yeah, man. I mean, know. you
0: know, your family too, man. I mean, you just you just marked a major milestone. You and Lady J, yeah. and um, I know that um, Nick um, is on the launching pad right now. That's great things down the road
2: for him. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. With uh, with that said, uh, round 87 is in the can, and we up out of here. Peace,
1: Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SBDG, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.